I love telling that James Conner story. Everybody's got a Conner story. Most of them are about and should be about what a great human inspiration his story is. My own is that game up in Chestnut Hill. It was in 2014. He ran for 214 yards and a touchdown. Pitt won that game 30-20. to But there were Boston College dudes all over that field. I mean, they might still be prone. I don't know that I'd seen a college running back go on a seek-and-destroy mission the way James did that night. Now, again, you know, these are ACC defenders. Boston College wasn't a particularly great team, and they had kind of a smallish defense. But that's what you do to those guys. That's what you do to them. And that's why I had a concern about James coming into camp into all of the off-season workouts this year, eight to ten pounds lighter. I wasn't crazy about it. I understand what he's thinking. He's explained it as eloquently as you've come to expect from him. He wants to be able to slide through holes faster. He wants to hit holes. He wants to still go through the middle, but he wants to make it count. And he's not built in a way that He's going to be obliterating NFL defenders. This isn't Leonard Fournette. It's not a Jerome Bettis. It's not someone who's going to do that on a consistent basis. But I still am not crazy about it. I I still, especially since James has had trouble staying on the field in the physical sense, I didn't like the idea of him coming in lighter. I am fascinated to see. Look, if he only gets five or six carries tonight, I don't want to see any of them be sweeps. Todd Haley's in Cleveland now. I want to see James running through the middle because, as a previous caller right before the break suggested, the Steelers could use a little bit more of that. Le'Veon is better between the tackles than people will give him credit for. They think because he's shifty that he's not an inside runner. It's not true. Most of his better gains come from within the line of scrimmage as opposed to the outside. But they could still use that pounding presence. They could use somebody that's softening up the middle of the defense. That can be James Conner if the Steelers will let him and if he can withstand it. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'm Dan Kovacevic filling in for Mark Madden, although Mark will be back tomorrow. The Steelers will not have... In tonight's game, this is official. Vance McDonald, Antonio Brown, T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree. So there's a lot, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's obviously not going to play either. That's a coach's decision. There's a lot that you're not going to be able to gauge as a result. But there's a good bit that you will. And I'd like to see that running game get going. That's mine. Tell me yours. Tell me what you would like to see specifically. 412-333-9939 out of the Steelers tonight. What's your hope? What's your wish? Up near the top of mine is James Conner running the football with authority. Also near the top of mine, not at it, but at near, is Chooks Okorafor really establishing himself at left tackle because they need at some point or other to replenish this offensive line. It's getting up there in years. And what better place to do that than at left tackle, one of, if not the most valued position on the offensive line? 
And of course, I'm looking forward to Mason Rudolph. Let's, I mean, there's sometimes you can get a little bit too clever with analysis. We're all looking forward to seeing the kid play. Stephen Ross Township, you're on 1059 The X. Hey, DK, love the website. Thanks, man. We really appreciate that. The only thing I am concerned about tonight is tackling. It's the first <laughs> preseason game. It's a lot of guys that aren't going to, on offense, a lot of guys aren't going to make much of a difference yeah. in the regular season. I just want to see that the tackling is getting through. I love it. I love it. Clean sheet. I love it. And you know who agrees with you 100%? Who? All those guys. I mean, I, I can't tell you, Steve. You know, in especially in a Mike Tomlin environment, Tomlin is not a fan of revisiting anything. He doesn't want to talk about last week's game, much less last season's games. Okay? So he's not a big fan of bringing up Actually, anything from the past, much less Jacksonville. The players, on the other hand, they have Jacksonville seared into their skulls. I mean, I the, the defensive guys, they're clinging to Jacksonville. They've watched the video. They watch it to hurt themselves, uh, especially the guys up front. Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, take it personally. Cam got double teamed, but Stefan you know, had the bad wing. Uh, Javon Hargrave had the bad back. Tyler Matikiewicz had the bad shoulder. And Nathaniel Hackett and the Jaguars had exactly the right game plan and came right at them, which none of us thought they would do, but they did. And they exposed them in that day. Those guys are convinced, meaning the Steelers players, the guys up front, the front seven, if you will, that they're way better than what they showed in that game. But they've got to prove it. You know, They've got to get back on that horse right away. Well, the head coach can have the luxury of not revisiting the past as long as he's showing that his team learned from it. Well, I'll tell you what. Give him credit, at least to this stage. All his focus and all of Keith Butler's focus has come down to one word, and that's tackling. That's what you said. Uh, I watched Mike Tomlin the other day out in Latrobe walking around drills, barking out, tackle football, physical works. Tackle football, physical works. He kept saying it again and again and again, even while guys are actually executing drills, just trying to get it in their heads that he doesn't want them to take it easy just because it's training camp. So he's off to a good start. I appreciate the call, Steve. That's good stuff. Uh, here's another Steve, this one in Brighton Township. You're on 105.9 EX. Hi, Dayon. I love, love the website. Um, Thank I, you. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is the backup quarterback uh, situation. I mean, I had heard a report about, um, I think it was from Aditi Kikambuala, where she said that she thought there was a 2% chance that Mason Rudolph had a chance of being the backup to, to Ben, and, and basically suggesting there's no way he would usurp uh, Landry Jones. So I want to get your take on that, because I don't care who it is. I want him to be good, but I really like the feeling of Mason Rudolph, but I don't think he, he could develop that fast. But I thought I was surprised at that 2%. Uh, uh, assessment, you know? Well, what you have to ask yourself, are you a hockey fan? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let me throw this at you. You remember the Penguins goaltender rotation near the end of the season? Yeah. Where Casey DeSmith was the backup because he's good at being a backup, and right. Tristan Jerry went to Wilkes-Barre, and if Murray was going to get hurt, Matt Murray, then, of course, you were going to have Jerry most likely meaning for a long stretch, Jari was going to come up and be the number one guy. Okay, well, okay. Let's, let's, let's take that talk and move it to the Steelers' quarterbacks. If you were to have Ben go down for a significant stretch, and, you know, to speak of the unspeakable, 
Do you want Landry Jones to be your number one guy? Do you want Landry Jones to be your quote unquote Nick Foles who can still take you to the Super Bowl? I don't know. You know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's yeah. you know, he's still Landry Jones. I know he had the really good game against Cleveland at the end of the season and everything, but he's still Landry Jones. He's still, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you how do you set that up? I mean, to me, Josh Dobbs is still the clear odd man out, and right. and Landry Jones is still the clear number two within the context of the fact that the Steelers are a team right now that is aiming to win the Super Bowl this season. Right. However, however, that's where it gets tricky. If the kid looks spectacular, if the kid is just doing everything right, nailing all his reps, and remember that after the preseason, it's going to be a lot harder for him to show that because you're just going to be doing it in practices. Then do you give him the chance to be the number one? So... uh, there's different ways of defining what's a two and a three. That's why I brought up the goaltenders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fair analogy. I mean, because when it's the season, I mean, obviously there's going to be a whole lot of panic if we're going from Big Ben to whoever the number two is. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just with Rudolph and his arm strength. I mean, he needs to learn, uh, you know, obviously how the NFL playbooks go with the Steelers. But I don't know. We see Landry Jones is a known quantity, and I think we all get excited about the unknown in Mason Rudolph. And I, as well, am excited. And that's the thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I appreciate the call. I think comparing Landry and and Mason Rudolph kind of begins and ends when it comes to pedigree. Landry put up the big numbers that he did in college, but I don't think anybody saw him as anything more than an NFL backup. Really, from the moment that he arrived, it was part of the thinking that they had. But Mason Rudolph is—that's—he's uh, he, not looking like a backup. I mean, I'm not saying this year, but he's not looking like one for the long term. He's going to start for somebody in the NFL. Bill in the car, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. So with Connor, um, as much as I want to see him run up the middle, see him be explosive, I also want to see him block during a passing play. Oh, I'm Pitt glad you pass. mentioned that. Yep. Pitt didn't pass very often. He didn't have to do all that much at Pitt. So like, if he can't block, then he's going to be only a goal line runner, and I want to see more out of him than that. You know, you know why I'm glad you mentioned it, though? It's got nothing to do with James. I'm glad you mentioned it because I think it's a really underappreciated aspect of Le'Veon Bell's game. You know, I mean, I know this is the summer where everybody's trashing Le'Veon for everything, but part of what makes him so complete, maybe not as complete as he and his agent are trying to portray but part of what makes him so valuable to the Steelers is that he does pick up blitzes. He does yeah. sacrifice himself to take care of his quarterback. Ben appreciates it. Ben actually talks about it quite a bit. Was uh, that an issue with Connor last year, you think, and when he wasn't there? I don't know, because he never saw it, man. What, yeah, what, what did point. Connor do when he was on the field? Yeah, sure. He did the same play. He did that jet sweep over to the right or all the way to the left. I mean, there's no blocking involved in that. So it was it was second or third down, and you knew what where the ball was headed, and it didn't involve him having to pick up anything. Um, it's certainly emphasized. It's emphasized in the running backs classroom, that's for sure. But yeah, let's see it. Uh, he does have quarterbacks out there to protect uh, in this game tonight, and you would think that at some point or other they will drop back to pass. So that's something else to keep an eye. That's more of what I'm looking for. Give me some of that. Give me something specific. That you want to see from this game tonight. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That was a good set of calls there. I'm Dan Kovacevic filling in for Mark Madden. This is 1059 the X. 
Now the super genius, Mark Madden. So, uh, what's happening? He's a little guy. Huh? What? I'd love to get the ball to say what you want to say. Very good point. The X at 105.9. This segment of the Mark Madden Show is sponsored by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. 84 Lumber. The number to call here is 412-333-9939. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Filling in for Mark. He'll be back here tomorrow. No doubt discussing all that happens tonight. Steelers and Eagles at 7 o'clock out in Philadelphia. The challenge I have put forth to the listenership on this afternoon is to come at me with something specific that you want to see from this game. None of the, you know, so much of the football talk in this town isn't about football. We end up talking about, you know, AB's Facebook Live page and Le'Veon this or that, uh, Juju's social media account. Today is a day for football. It's okay to still talk about just football in Pittsburgh, isn't it? We're going to do that. That's what we're doing today. Give me something that's good, hard, specific football thing that you want to see tonight from the Steelers. RJ on the North Shore is going to get us started here. RJ, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, DK, thanks for taking the call. Big fan. Thank you. Hey, uh, there's two things that I'm looking for tonight, both being on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think we can all agree that on the offensive side of the ball, no one has too many worries barring any significant injuries. To an injury on the defensive side of the ball, um, I want to see what we got that middle linebacker position. We know we got a pretty average guy in Vince Williams who's going to be serviceable for us. But who's going to be standing next to him? It looks like John Bostic's probably going to be the Well, I'm glad you brought this important. up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought You're kind of going in and out there on the cell, but I heard your, your point about the inside linebackers. And let me ask you this. if Do you buy for one second what the Steelers are trying to sell, that Vince Williams is just part of three guys battling for two jobs? No, not at all. Me neither. I, I, I mean, not even a little bit. Yeah, I I think he is uh, n- not. It's not very appealing, but I think as of right now, he's your number one middle linebacker, and you're looking for a guy that is going to play along with him. Yeah, I agree with that. I appreciate the call. That you know where Vince is concerned, it's not like you have to motivate Vince, but I think what they want to do is make sure that they all feel like they're getting consistent reps more than anything else. Vince is absolutely going to be the starting inside linebacker, as evidenced, I might add, by the fact that he's the only linebacker on the field when they go to the dime package. I mean, if they thought it was going to be somebody else, they'd have somebody else out there for the dime. John Bostick's got to beat out Tyler Matikiewicz. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like I'm burying the guy. He was a terrific college player, especially when it came to tackling and stopping the run. And I'll admit that I'm probably uh, unduly influenced by Matikiewicz's performance after he blew out his shoulder, which to his credit, he didn't have to keep playing. I mean, he could just walk in every day and say, ow, and they put him on IR. He didn't. He kept playing. But he didn't play well, and that kind of sticks with me. So, yeah, I'd like to see John Bostic in large part, too, because Bostic can drop back. He's got a history of being able to drop back into coverage, and we can all pretend that that's not part of the equation now, that we want all of our inside linebackers to be, 
you know, Lawrence Taylor, Hardy Nickerson. Wow, I just put LT and Hardy Nickerson in the same sentence. Uh, Bob's over there laughing. I didn't mean to do that. They played the same position. But what I meant was that Hardy Nickerson played the middle of the field where the tackles, the plays were funneled to him to finish the tackles. It's old school middle linebacker. Wow, forgive me for that one. Eric from North Huntington, you're on 105.9 The X. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. Sure. Tonight I'd like to see how James Conner is going to do receiving the ball as a wide receiver unit like Le'Veon Bell does. Well, you know, do you remember anything about James catching the football at Pitt? No, I don't. I mean, but he last didn't... year during pregame or preseason last year, whenever he got a few of the balls passed to him, he just right to him. He ended up dropping them. Yeah, he wasn't asked to do that for obvious reasons when he was at Pitt. Um, he did a little bit of it, and he was you know okay, but he's not going to be a guy who's catching balls out of the backfield. And look, I, I want to be careful about elevating James Conner in the discussion too far here. I. You know, he was picked where he was picked for a reason. Some people thought the Steelers reached even taking him there. From an NFL uh, pedigree standpoint, he shapes up as a backup running back, somebody who's going to find you yards, ideally on the inside, but also on the outside, and he's not going to be catching passes. So what I like to see what you're describing from the standpoint of seeing some of Randy Feetner's fingerprints on the offense, sure. But I, I don't know that James is going to be the one who pulls it off. Yeah. I appreciate the call. It's either Devin or Devon in Cranberry. Help me out. It's Devin. There you go. See, I had it right the first time. Yeah. How you doing, Mark? I'm not Mark. See, you totally, uh, unless you're being funny, in which case that's actually really funny since I asked you how you pronounced your name and you thought that DK was pronounced Mark. Um, I'm bad. Is Mark there? Nah, he's not. You want me to forward your call to him? Yeah, could you do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Hang hang right on. Let's go to Dave in Bellevue. You're on 105.9 The X. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I was just uh, wanted to just at least comment about the Medicaid, which matter. I mean, I know that, you know, he was injured last year and mm-hmm. he had some issues and this and that, but I don't know. I, I don't think I want to sell the farm on him just yet. No, me so, neither. I, I know what you're saying, but tell me why. Tell me what you like. What's What's been positive? I just, well... The positive things is, you know, like he is a good tackler. You know, he can't, he can't get out in the middle of the field. You know what? You know, he doesn't just, you know, both his ankles just don't just go on him, you know, when it, when he's trying to make a tackle or form tackle or anything. So I, I think he has, still has the goods, you know, to keep playing the game. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we got like you said, you got Williams, you got Bostick, super good down. Yeah, I think, so w- I think what bothers us as people who follow the Steelers is that when we talk about inside linebackers, we all do it, it seems, with that tone of voice that you just used, which is, hey, you know, I mean, there are these guys, and, you know, they they do this, and they do that, and uh, that's the problem because there's a lot of elite talent, elite potential, if nothing else, at other positions, including on defense, and we just kind of, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's not that they're bad. It's not that they're terrible. They just kind of, you know. I appreciate the call, Mike and Cranberry. You're on 105.9 The X. This one has to be quick. CK, go ahead, Mike. Hey, I need to see one thing. What's that? One yard. Uh oh, from whom? Second and one, third and one, fourth and one. Oh, I like I it. I need to see somebody get one 
yards. Who's going to do that for you, though? You tell me. I don't care who. I want it to be James. Well, there you go. You I mean, that's James. the thing. I want James pounding in the middle. I want old-school pit-level James. That's what I want. I appreciate the call. When we come back, we're going to have our... We're going to have our Mike with Bob segment coming back later in the next half hour. I'm getting a little confused with my times here. When we come back, we're going to take more of your calls at 412-333-9939. This has been fun. I'm Dan Kovacevic. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double S, big fan, man. Thanks. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I would. I'd be delicious. Ditto. The X at 105.9. Not really ever filling in for Mark Madden. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. Mark will be back here doing his program tomorrow. Tonight, it's Steelers versus Eagles out in Philadelphia. We've had some fun today. This has actually been a really cool show, considering it's you know advancing a game that doesn't count for almost anybody other than the players who potentially from both sides could be bagging groceries within a couple of weeks. Not that there's anything wrong with bagging groceries. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Ben Roethlisberger, Vance McDonald, Antonio Brown, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, all out of tonight's preseason game. So take what you will from there. What we're looking for from the conversation is what you hope to see from this game. So much of the talk about the Steelers in this town is about stuff that's got nothing to do with football. And some people will blame that, probably fairly to an extent, on the media. Well, here I am. I want to talk football. I'm media. Nothing but football. Spare me the stuff about discipline and Tomlin and whatever, because it doesn't matter tonight. They're all going to show up for the game. They're all going to play hard. The game won't count. Nothing that Tomlin does really will matter. But there is a lot of football stuff that's on the line tonight for a lot of individual players, and yes, for the team as a whole. No, you're not going to see a whole lot of the starters, to say the least. Not on either side of the ball. But there are things that matter. I'm going to give you one of mine that I think matters quite a bit. That's Terrell Edmonds. Where will they line him up? At safety? How often will they move him around? And how well will he do once he gets around the football? If there's one thing that stands out about this young man so far in camp, and then even going back to OTAs and everything else this summer, it's been that his hand seems to find a way to the football. Now, I know... That's a foreign concept for Steelers fans after a few years of Mike Mitchell who would go weeks at a time, literally, without making physical contact with a football. Remember the one season where he had the one pass defense and actually that one was in dispute as to whether or not it really should have been credited as a pass defense? You've got a different group of DBs out there right now. Trust me on that. I'm not suggesting they're all headed to the hall. I'm saying that these guys are fast, aggressive, hungry. They're together. I know that can bring a roll of the eyes from some, but I've loved what I've seen and heard from them as a group. When they're on the field, even just for routine drills, 
out in Latrobe. You feel it. You're aware of it. And to see and hear some of what the coaching staff has done and spoken, they want them on the field. They want their players on the field. It's funny, Craig Wolfley was walking past on the sideline the other day out in Latrobe, and I asked him about Mike Hilton being a deep safety. Now, never mind, Hilton can clearly play anything you want because he's just a football player including right up at the line of scrimmage. He's way back deep at safety. And I asked, Wolf, what's he doing back there? You seen that before? He goes, yeah, they've done that a couple times. What's he doing back there? He goes, hey, you want your players on the field. It really wasn't any more complicated than that. Later that same afternoon, someone asked Mike Tomlin basically the same thing. Why was Mike Hilton back there? Tomlin's response Three words. He can tackle. That's what they want. They want players who are making plays to be on the field. They're not nearly as worried as they've been, and really the whole sport of football has been, with positions and slotting someone into a certain prototype. I mean, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Taking the field on only third and long, but still, with seven defensive backs. Seven. That's why even though a lot of people thought they had safeties, they picked up Morgan Burnett, they had Sean Davis, they still went and drafted Terrell Edmonds. They've messed around with Cam Sutton there. Cam Sutton, by the way, is another guy who's having a really good camp. It's a fun group to watch. It's a fun group to take in. I don't know that we're going to see all that tonight, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 412-333-9939. Give me yours. Give me your specifics. Give me your what you really want to see out of this game. Corey in Charleroi, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, DK. Uh, What I'm looking for is James Conner. It seemed last year, even after just a couple carries, he would limp off the field or hold his arm. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he got nicked up a lot. And I'm not saying he's soft. I'm afraid that his knee injuries in college and the chemo and cancer might have taken a big toll on his body. I'm not sure if he's ever going to recover from it. Hope, hopefully he does, but I'm not sure if he's ever going to recover fully from that. The NFL, these guys are big and strong and they hit hard. I'm just afraid his body's not going to hold up. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not I'm not willing to connect his current – and I, I observed the same thing that you did. I think we all did. Um, in that He did seem to get banged up every time he was out there. I'm not willing to connect that or nearly knowledgeable enough medically to connect it to right. either his it's college thing or certainly not to the cancer. However, however, yeah, and and then he comes in lighter. And that, that's the part that kind of bugged me, you know, because we saw Connor at his very best. We saw Connor when he was an absolute force in college football, and he was pounding through the middle. He was knocking guys over. That's obviously a whole lot harder to do in the National Football League than in the Atlantic Coast Conference, but but it's what made him what he is. And right. the NFL the Yeah, the NFL is not really the place to kind of start reinventing yourself unless you're already yeah, some agree. kind of elite athlete. So you know, depending on who you talk to who's been out at Latrobe more than I have, they'll say that James has had stretches where he has gone through the middle. He's made things happen because he's lighter. He's able to slip off of guys. 
uh, hit holes and make it count for more. But to me, James is still James. And we saw what his DNA is at Pitt. And I think that he needs to be that punishing running back. I also think the Steelers need him to be that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they really don't. Yeah, they need him. I think he's kind of caught like a tweener right now. Like, like Yeah, what is he? Right. He's a fast guy, and he's not big and strong enough to be a bulldozer. So what is he really? Right. Like, That's a, right now, he's like a very, very average third-down NFL running back. Well, what, right now, look, the, the one thing. That could, that could change. Yeah, the one thing we know for sure is that he's not a guy that's going to run sweeps for you into eternity, no matter what Todd Haley had to say. I appreciate the call. That's good stuff. Mark on the turnpike. You're on 105.9 The X. Hi, DK. How you doing? Hi, Mark. Fellow subscriber here. I love, uh, love the stuff you guys have been doing lately. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, just the offensive linemen, the backups that are going to be playing tonight. I'm mm-hmm. really intrigued to kind of see how they're going to stack up. I mean, yeah, they're playing against fellow uh, second-teamers and backups and that sort of thing, but how we have those two rookies that came in, Chooks, I forget the other one's name, and B.J. Finney, because – as we know, those linemen do take a beating over the course of a 16-game season, and injuries happen, you know, stuff like that. We were lucky to have Pouncey, what was it, all of last year? All of last year. And now, like, Gilbert missing and stuff like that. So I just think with the way injuries come for those guys, especially on the defensive side, too, with uh, luckily to have Cam Hayward all of last year. Unfortunately, too, it wasn't in that position, but... Those are the guys I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I, I agree with you, but not just from the standpoint of the coming season. At some point or other, you have to start replacing or at least putting into motion the replacement of the current offensive line. Uh, here's a, an amazing number. I actually looked this up last night for something else I'm researching here, but the Steelers have drafted... Since DeCastro, this was in 2012, they've drafted three offensive linemen before between DeCastro and Chooks Okorafor, okay? Now, you hear that and your first thought is, oh, you mean three offensive linemen in high rounds. No, I mean three offensive linemen, and one of them was the ill-fated long snapper, so I don't even really count him, okay? Uh, the, other, the others were Wesley Johnson and Gerald Hawkins. Hawkins never was healthy. And Wesley Johnson is gone from the team. So, you you know, there's one of those rules of thumb in football drafting. You have the seven rounds, and one of your picks should always be an offensive lineman. And the Steelers have been able to avoid that for years now because they have this group. Well, guess what? The group is all starting to crawl collectively over the age of 30, and that's an uncomfortable place to be. You know, can we take one more call, Bob? One more quick one? We can. Thanks for the call. That, that's really cool. Also on the turnpike is Larry, by no coincidence. Larry, have you seen the guy who was just on before you? Yeah, he, he, he was avoiding easy shots. <laughs> he didn't pay his toll. What's going on, man? Who's who's better and who could make an impact between McCullers and then that big guy they got from Alabama on the defensive line they drafted? Ah. Uh, now you're putting me on the spot with the name. I know who you're talking about. Uh, he looked good. The late, the, yeah, the late round draft pick. I, I'll, I'll. While Bob takes a look at that, I'm going to try to figure out. Uh, I'm going to try to put into perspective. I should say that Dan McCullers is a guy who's just so big and so strong that Josh Frazier, by the way, by the way, is the name of the other one. Correct. That you're talking about. 
And yet McCullers doesn't make any plays. He gets pushed back two, three yards off the ball when he's out there. And yet at the same time, how many snaps do you think he took in the 2017 season? Take a take a guess. About two a game. It, he ended up with a total of ten. Yeah. And in a trial. So there's something. There's obviously something that's there that he keeps staying. I thought there were a couple times where his position was going to be in jeopardy, his job, and he keeps hanging around. Um, would they like to see Frazier step up and be that guy? Would they like to see somebody else compliment? Uh, Javon Hargrave, yeah, but you know what's going to be more likely? You're going to see more two-down linemen. You're going to see a lot of cam slash to it sets. So I think that's going to end up being more of a an impact type thing than anything else. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think that'll be an interesting thing to observe tonight. I appreciate the call. When we come back, we're going to go to our Mike with Bob segment with producer Bob McLaughlin. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dayon Kovacevic. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. You don't have an option. You think it's the you show? It's the me show. Hey, what's up, Mark? Come on. The lights, the robe, the hair, the woo! The X at 105.9. This segment of the Mark Madden Show is sponsored by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. And this segment is the Mike with Bob segment with producer Bob McLaughlin. Hi, Bob. What's going on, DK? What's going on is Steelers versus Eagles at 7 p.m. tonight in Philadelphia, and the calls have been coming in a steady stream. Pure football. No, you know, sideshow crap. No fluff. No fluff. No A-B Facebook Live. No, and how about James Conner dominating the conversation today? You know what? People want to see him succeed for obvious reasons, not just the pit thing, not just Western Pennsylvania not even just the cancer thing. I think they just love James. And they, on top of that, now imagine Pittsburgh's reaction just for the heck of it, Bob. If James has some big night, it's going to be the get rid of Le'Veon. <laughs> you know it. Well, that's what I've kind of been surprised at. A lot of the calls today, uh, most of them have been about James Conner and what he's going to be able to do. And has he, you know, improved his pass blocking, uh, the different body style that he has right now that you talked about in depth in the three o'clock hour. Um, but the one thing is, is that people have kept their expectations in check. It's not the same old, Oh, put him in there right now. Mm-hmm. I'll let him do. I mean, people understand that Lev Bell is going to be the guy for this year. Nobody's looking ahead at next year. They want to see while this window is wide open for, you know, the bees and, and for all of the talent that the Steelers have, um, that this could be their Super Bowl year, but that's with Levy on bell. That's not yeah, with James. I mean, it's, it's James. If, what we've seen of James with our own eyes in the NFL, and by this I'm talking about game situations, is the endless sweeps that Todd Haley would give him, mindless, some might say, sweeps from Haley, but also the fact that you know he would, as a caller was just saying earlier in a half hour, you constantly see him limping off, going slowly after. I mean, he, he, like he'd be out there for one play in a quarter, yeah, and he'd be limping off, and there's just got to be more there. Yeah, well, the other, I mean, I'm going to be watching that tonight and see, you know, how his all-around game is and how he hits the hole and how his body, this new body style that's right. leaner, meaner, you know, because he was a bruiser in college. Yeah. And you're not going to be that so much more with the size of the people in the pros. Um, but I'm also going to have a lot of questions about that defense. Yeah. I know we're not going to see the full package tonight, but so many questions about who is playing where in that secondary, when they're playing that position, does it change at third down? Are you going to slide this person over there? 
Um, boy, all sorts of stuff, and we're not going to see the answers to that tonight, probably not even in the preseason. Um, you know what I hope, Bob? I, I hope that they could somehow get through the Cleveland game without having to show anything remotely interesting yeah. in any of their packages. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if that sounds like I'm taking the Browns lightly, so be it. They're the Browns. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're, you're not the only one, and for anyone who saw Hard Knocks, preseason you know the the first series of they're that. still a mess yeah just a different they're, mess with a the different cast right and we know that one key ingredient added to that mix is not going to clean things up this year um and no referring to todd haley yeah we he should see- play that can we play that after this break absolutely yeah we the, have a, the we todd played haley audio? yesterday and we got great enjoyment out of let's, it and so let's did the do that for anybody who hasn't heard it yet it's it's worth it it's good stuff but we're not gonna I, I, we can do a little bit of sideshow stuff here that the, Todd Haley's worth it but well, now are we're gonna, you not entertained uh, <laughs> right? we're, we're gonna get right back into the football talk after the top of this hour the number to call for you to get involved and I hope you do is 412-333-9939 I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports.com filling in for Mark Madden you're listening to 1059 the X <laughs> 